Welcome back, everyone, to the Harshad Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jaren. We have South Jersey Jason down in this corner. Everyone give him the finger. All right. <laughs> so, as you can see, we have another box under me. And in the world of cosplay, there are many great male cosplayers who get recognition. Here at the Harshad Podcast, we want to turn the spotlight on the female cosplayers and give them the same credit. Men do not face the same some of the challenges as women in the cosplay community. We are continuing our series of interviews with female cosplayers and talk with them about the challenges they may face that men may not experience. Please welcome at Lipstick and Roses. How are you tonight? Tonight, I'm you mean amazing, dude? I, mean, I don't know where the hell I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in like seven states this week. You have, and you come. When are you leaving for Alaska? Day after my birthday, so the 26th. Okay, okay. And it's nighttime there, right? I think so. All right. Just like in True uh, Detective, it's nighttime there, and it's very supernatural-esque, and then 30 days a night, so make sure you bring some vampire hunting stuff in case I'm you I'm going to bring that. one home. Lock them, in the, <laughs> lock them in the basement. There you go. So sorry, lipsticks. Should we call you lips, roses? How should we call you? Um, You can call me lipstick and roses. You can call me Olivia. It doesn't okay. matter. Very yeah. nice. All right. So how are you this morning on this chilly February? It is cold today. Yeah. I'm doing pretty well. I'm usually kind of nocturnal. So <laughs> like I'm surprised that like I'm a, like I guess aware. <laughs> and if I didn't mean to zoom in, I was looking at your little like your sign behind it says like what's to say hello there. Yes, it's oh. um the neon sign from uh Catwoman's apartment from Batman oh, nice. Returns. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. All right. Great Christmas yeah, movie. It is. It, a great it is a Christmas movie. It doesn't yes. get recognition as much as, like, say, Lethal Weapon, or you know, but and Die Hard. Yeah, I was gonna say Die well, Hard. Well, no, Lethal Weapon. <laughs> well, Die Hard, but Lethal Weapon is also a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, takes place at Christmas. All right. Yeah, so, all right. So I'll start the questions because I'm odd. Uh, you are odd. Uh, you have no idea. <laughs> what is your earliest memory of watching a horror movie? That is an excellent question. So I have a bullet point list because I want to make sure I say everything that I'd like to. So my earliest memory of a horror movie, um, my aunt actually introduced me to a lot of horror movies and when I was very young. <laughs> so um, my first uh, horror movie that I remember would probably be The Bride of Chucky. Is that like... So uh, we'll get into that to my next question. Uh, what is your go-to horror movie and do you have a favorite movie or franchise? My go-to horror movie. That's really hard to pick right now because I feel like it usually like changes. Um, but usually Friday the 13th is what I go for. And then I really do like the Chucky series. Now do you, okay. So for me, I would watch Child's Play up until like part two, part three. Eh, I am yeah. not. A, I'm not a fan of Bride of Chucky or Seed of Chucky. Like, mm -hmm. or do, do you? But I mean, then that it was, got good again with Colt and it did. It yeah. did. I just didn't like the look of Chucky in those though. I no, really but it, it was cool how they brought the horror back, and it was a cool yes. story. And his yeah. daughter's in it, who's fantastic. Oh, she's great in the series. Yeah, so. Out of the, the Chucky series, is your go-to more of Bride and Seed because that's what you're introduced to? Or do you like the older ones? Um, I am starting to like 
go through like the older ones. I think I left off on three. Um, but Bride is my favorite. Uh, C to Chucky, not so much, but hands down, Bride is my favorite. Bride has like the best opening, you know, with Rob Zombie. Yeah, yeah I, I do absolutely. Love, I do love the opening. Have do you watch a TV series? I haven't yet, but I'd like to. Really? Once I get like caught up with everything, then I'd start. It's... I'm like awful when it starts, like when it comes to like starting new series. No, but you should definitely watch the movies before yeah. getting yeah. into the series. Yeah. 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 Because they follow the 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 latest two movies, Cult and what was the other one? I don't um, remember the, the the last title. Yeah. It, 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 they're basically a follow up to like the, the the two latest ones that like came on Netflix and Fiona Dorf is just great. Jennifer Tilly, obviously. Yeah. I think it's like her show, even though they base it around like the, the kids first season was great. Second season started out a little slow, but it left the big bang. And the third season is on a hiatus, but they do bring back like um, the older characters from the movies. I'm just waiting for the mom to ever come back. And they're, no, but I do believe Chris Sarandon's coming back, though, who played the cop in the first one. That's awesome. Yeah. It's uh, Curse of Chucky and then Cult of Chucky. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. Two scenes. Now, oh. for Friday the 13th, what is your your favorite out of the franchise? I would say part four is my favorite. Excellent. That's an excellent yeah. choice. What about yeah. What is it about part four that it's up there for you? I don't know. I guess it's just like... I guess like the storyline kind of feels more solid, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like yeah. I feel like just things kind of the flow. I like mm -hmm. the flow of it a lot more than the yeah, last one. Yeah, it's it it does. I, mean, I think part four, like it's very fast paced. It gets right into it. Um, there's not one character that you don't like. It wasn't until yeah later on they had like the stereotypical jock and you know all that for me it was ted white he was savage as jason and you know he is the oldest person to play jason at 58 years old wow and yeah and he actually I didn't know that bit <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i mean i i have his autobiography um i'll send you the title i can't yeah. think of it right now but it's he's just got a great story he, he was a World War II veteran. He fought at the Battle of Iwo Jima. And then after that, that's when he got into the stunt acting and was John Wayne stunt double, Clark Gable stunt double. His last stunt he performed, he drove the cars in the original Fast and the Furious movies. That's so cool. Yeah, oh yeah. Unfortunately, I got to meet him a couple of years before he passed away. And such a gentleman he was. Like, you would never think... He played Jason because he was just such a suave older man wearing his sport jacket. And he's like, he could be like, he was like basically a grandpa, you know? So it, that's such like a, like a funny, like uh contrast, you know, mm -hmm. somebody who's really soft and sweet yeah. and then you meet yeah. them and, you know, and then, you know, they're a horror icon and you wouldn't even like expect it. <laughs> so out of the Friday franchise, which is your least favorite? Part two, I would say. What? Yeah, I don't know. I just, it just, I guess it's like, I'm just somebody who like. You're going to get Brian a stroke. You. It's just how it flowed for me. I don't know. I guess I get kind of bored quickly, but part two is probably. Part two favorite. over like Jason X. I haven't got to Jason X yet. Okay, well, wow. you're, you're, you're not missing yeah. anything. You could just bypass. <laughs> they just made that just so they could keep the rights to make Freddy versus Jason, which I thought was a steaming pile of horseshit. So. I mean, Robert England was great in his portrayal yeah. as always, but 
they just did Kane dirty with that. And might I plug that Robert England documentary was fantastic. Wasn't it? It's on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, if you have not watched it, please do so. It's a great documentary. All right. All right. Uh, now we're going to jump into the uh, world of cosplaying here. What made you want to start cosplaying? <sighs> I have to think about that one. So when I started cosplaying, I was actually kind of like in a mentally uh, dark spot. I actually had to walk away from something that I really cared about uh, in terms of career. And it was actually my second convention that I fell in love with cosplaying. Um, it was uh, Colossal Con. Um, it's like this big water park convention. And it's actually one of my favorites. It's really unique. Um, there's so much to do. It's so fun. But there was something about this particular convention that made me fall in love with it. And like the whole everybody like the whole atmosphere was very lively passionate and it was such a creative community and i think like at the time it just picked me up when i needed it the most so i think i've always been like a visual costumey kind of person i've always like dreamt up like fashion looks costume looks and i think the whole like creative aspect just kind of made me fall in love with it and it made me kind of find a new creative outlet again so I think the one thing that really made me fall in love with it is just how you can go like in any direction and be as creative as you want with it yeah, nice so where is where does this uh was well I'm sorry colossal con it was called yes where yes. does that uh take place at that takes place uh, here in Ohio in Sandusky. Okay. So it's about uh, probably like a half hour, an hour away from Cedar Point. So I don't know geography for Ohio. So I know like Cleveland. So where is Sandusky as opposed to Cleveland? I, I struggle with geography a little bit. So I want to <laughs> say <laughs> I want to say it's a little bit like a little bit north from Cleveland. So yeah. Okay. Go yeah. A bit past it. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, a mutual friend, Rick Paulton, who's a friend of the show and he lives in Ohio. I'm not too sure where he's at. I'm not sure if he's more closer to the Cleveland area. Oh, he's in not. Cleveland. He's in Cleveland. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So your IG handle is lipstick and roses. Uh, what is the meaning behind that? It's actually really funny because it was, a Tumblr handle at one point when I used to like be deep into Tumblr and like I don't remember like what my name was at one point but I like remember I wanted to combine like some of my two favorite things and at the time I was going through like a very big Lana Del Rey phase so I kind of that's basically where it came from it's just kind of something I pulled out of air and just like meshed together and I just kind of liked the ring of it and i feel like it's just something that kind of fits my aesthetic okay awesome so on instagram you have shared some great horror cosplays such as lady Voorhees, pennywise the remake what appears to be a cross between pennywise and the joker do you do you do your own makeup or clothing if others help please talk about them or if you do it yourself how's that all play out so makeup, I actually do 100% by myself. Um, I think the only time I've ever asked for help was when I did like my own version of 
Um, so like I kind of created my own version before like Felia Do was announced of Harley. And the only time I've ever asked for help was the red eyebrows because I couldn't get them right. So I asked my boyfriend to do them for me. But a lot of the time, yes, I do my own makeup. Um, outfits, it just depends on what I'm doing. Um, a lot of the time I will like kind of piece things together. Um, other times I modify a lot of clothing. So for example, um, my Pennywise uh, cosplay, I took a white corset and I took gray acrylic uh, paint and I just kind of like watered it down and just kind of like dabbed like the paint all over the place, make it look like, you know, I've been waiting around in the sewer for a while. Um, then I added like the puff balls and um, hot glued the trim to the bodice and everything. Um, there's a Harley Quinn cosplay that I took white overalls, dyed them red, uh, painted black and certain blocks and hand drawn um, the diamonds on. So a lot of things, yes, I'll modify. A lot of things I piece. Mm -hmm. So with your Lady Voorhees now, some of the female cosplayers that I've seen kind of uh, uh, recreate the one statue I would see from time to time where basically it's like a, a female like in like khaki shorts and a blue shirt and then the hockey mask. You took a different approach and more like a evening dress with a studded hawk. Uh, with the studded hawk, did you do that yourself or did you have someone? Because I know how painstaking it is to do each like stone in there did you do that yourself absolutely holy yep crap how i did uh, that myself <laughs> how long how if you had to guess how long how many hours did that take i can't recall them the hours because it's been a couple of years but i mm -hmm. want to say maybe two to three months at most yeah yeah with breaks in between and periods mm -hmm. of time mm -hmm. where i didn't work on it yeah now what was the reasoning behind doing like an evening dress like as if you're going to a ball i don't like know yeah, hey, I literally works, just, so. I just, just something that popped into my head. Like, I guess I wanted to combine like fashion mm -hmm. and glamour with horror. And I feel like that's just kind of something that comes naturally to me. You know, I want to take something, you know, I guess kind of like shocking and then, mm -hmm. you know, the glamorous side of it and combine it together. I right, just feel right. like it kind of works with absolutely yeah now when you do your photos is it you like having set in a camera up on a tripod or do you collaborate with a photographer it's a little bit of a whole bunch of stuff at once so okay. whenever i'm shooting at home it's um my ring lights behind mm -hmm. me and then like i have a timer going on my phone um at conventions it's usually my boyfriend that takes pictures and then a lot of the time too i will collaborate with a photographer it's a little bit of everything does your boyfriend cosplay as well, or is he just like the photographer for you? He does cosplay as well. He does a very, um, very impressive Heath Ledger's Joker, actually. Oh, nice. Very okay. eerily accurate. And he also does Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Oh, that's cool. Does he do the voice too with Heath Ledger? He's really good at doing Heath's is voice. It? Yeah, it's actually really scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the one picture you sent me, you have a pink uh, dress on and you had uh, like white contacts uh obviously i think is that like an original cosplay that you came up with oh the the um the zombie yes yeah um that was like an original concept that i created um i was just really inspired by melanie martinez's uh song death okay. and yeah i just came up with it were you, are you able to see through those contacts 
a little. A little, It's yeah. kind of like a white film across your mm-hmm. eyes. But the biggest struggle is is um when you have like a light, like a ring light on, you, it, it totally like whites everything out. So it's really hard to see. When I have like when I'm making stuff with those contacts in, I have to turn the light on and just guess what I'm doing, turn it down and see what I just did. Gotcha. So we kind of already answered this, but do you attend conventions? And if so, you said the first time you were a ticket holder and then your second one, you wanted to be a cosplayer. So how often do you attend conventions? Well, in recent years, it's been kind of scattered um, due to the pandemic and everything and just kind of life getting in the way. But I usually try to attend them, uh, quite a few times throughout the year. Um, Mm, I want to say I've been to it like within a span of a year, maybe eight at most. At oh, most. wow. Okay. That's a lot. Um, yeah. Now they don't have a lot in Ohio, correct? It's kind of scarce. Or oh, no. Act- it's actually um, Ohio is a really big cosplay scene. Yeah. And you know, I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking like horror conventions. I'm sure there's regular oh. like comic conventions. Yes. Yeah. So what's a big comic convention out in Ohio that you they have? Some of the main, I would say one of the main is Colossal. Okay. There's been quite a bit happening in Columbus. Um, as for horror, there actually was just a small one, like 10 minutes away from me that I didn't know about until yesterday. Yeah, that's um, the one our friend Rick went to, and he said it was a good turnout. Oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to hit that up sometime, maybe next year. And then I then I know there's Horror Hound, which I really mm. would like to attend one year. Yeah, I but would like to attend that too. Horror conventions, not so much, but there is a lot of comic and anime. But you do see a lot of like horror turnouts at a lot of these conventions, especially the ones that label themselves as anime. But mm-hmm. there's there's really just so many like in a mix. You see not just anime, but comic, horror, whatever. So when you um, attended your first convention in cosplay, uh, were you, were you nervous? Like, like to me, I'm, I'm reserved in a crowd. Like I'm kind of shy. Um, but when I'm in costume, I'm a totally different person. Uh, are you the same way? Are you a shy person? And when you're in costume, you're more open and like, how does that, how is that like, like going into your first convention? Were you worried what people might say? Absolutely. So the first time, yeah, I was a ticket holder, the second convention, still a ticket ho- holder, but that inspired me to start cosplaying. So the third time I did my first um, cosplays ever um, were Harley Quinn. And I actually did a female version of Sebastian Michaelis from Black Butler. And that was the first, the, the Black Butler costume was the first time I ever stepped onto a convention. And I was scared out of my mind. Like I remember getting dressed up. I had like this pencil skirt, a tail coat. I had like the black wig and the wig and the red contacts. And I just remember my heart beating out of my chest because I was worried like, Oh my God, I spent all this money. What if nobody knows who I am? What if I get like criticized for it? And now that like, you know, I've been doing this for like almost eight, nine years. I don't let criticisms get to me Mm -hmm. as much anymore, but, um, I remember stepping onto the convention floor and then going to a black Butler, like group photo shoot. And literally I just got like so much praise and I felt so welcome. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like I felt, felt incredible. So yeah, I was scared out of my mind and I still, I still get a little bit nervous. Um, you know, when I first go, um, 
And as for being like a shy, reserved person, it depends on where I am. And it depends on like what I'm feeling that day. Um, so yeah, a lot of the time I'm nervous. I'm shy. Um, I might mention why later on in this interview, um, if we get to it, but mm -hmm. yeah, it just depends on like the vibes of the area and how my mental health is, uh, that day. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I struggle with anxiety and depression. And I think that's one of the reasons why, like when I first started cosplaying, it helped me, you know, because I would have Yeah. some bad days, you know, and when I would do a photo shoot, it, it would make me feel better. Um, but yeah, like my anxiety played a big role in like when I went to my first, um, like my first time being in a crowd in my costume, uh in a totally new environment was when i went to blairstown for the first time i was actually nervous getting into costume and uh, i mean blairstown on friday 13th is like a big thing but the people like towards the end of the day someone said um so what movie were you in i guess we had there was some there was like cj graham was there from friday 13th part six across the way and i was like oh no i was never in a movie i just like to dress up CJ's right across the street so that made me feel good and then Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. the, the next day Ari Lehman who played little Jason in the original movie came up to me it was my first time wearing my first part seven and he's like dude that is awesome so it, it made me feel good um so now let's get into being a female cosplay obviously it's a totally different atmosphere as opposed to what I go through I mean the only thing that I have to go through if I take pictures is people on online saying, Oh, Jason's short, or you know, Jason's a little husky there. Obviously, as a female, it's a whole different spectrum because men, in my opinion, men are dogs and they say some cruel things or uh sexual things that you know i wouldn't have to deal with you and your female counterparts do and on both probably in person and online so let's talk about those struggles Absolutely. Um, so let me bring up my bullet point. <laughs> um, absolutely. Um, when it comes to being a female cosplayer, I want to start off by saying the most criticism that I have ever faced in the cosplay world never, ever came from the horror community. So um, Good. That's good. kudos to the horror community. Yeah. Um, But the most criticism that I ever dealt with was actually from the comics side of the cosplay world um, as Harley. I have dealt with the most criticism from both uh, both uh, sides, um, from female and male perspectives. And um, for example, I had a guy comment on one of my pictures that, uh, excuse my language, but um, Mm hmm Harley, I did like, I do like a, classic fied versions of like the newer harley cosplay so mm instead hmm of like pink and blue i do red and black okay and i had a guy comment on my suicide squad 2016 photo that that harley quinn is just a halloween costume for thoughts um i've also had uh actually recently a couple months ago a guy comment on one of my harley pictures that i didn't look crazy enough um Some people have just criticized the way I do Harley. I, I like to do the red and black because I feel like it just 
I feel more confident in those colors and mm -hmm. I like to pay hom homage to uh, classic Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. um, so I think a lot of the time, like when those kind of comments, you know, come towards me, it might just boil down to bitter jealousy, mm -hmm. but no, I have never, fa I've never faced any criticism like that from the horror community. I have been welcomed with open arms and I'm really grateful for that. I think the horror community is the best and I always get so excited when I do something that's horror related. Um, I will admit though, stepping into the horror community, I was a little apprehensive because I was a little bit worried that I was going to be gatekept. You know, I don't really, I don't know every single little fact about every horror movie. And sometimes that makes me nervous that like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to be looked down as like a fake fan, I guess, but it's it's been nothing but you know welcoming, so I'm really happy about that. Yeah, um, my don't want to interject, but my biggest I hate when people say, "Well, if you were a true fan," yeah, I, I hate when people <laughs> say that. It's you know, it's like you 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 uh, get into these things late in life, and it takes time to yeah learn stuff. You know, I didn't start cosplaying until 2019, and I'm 45, so. You know, I'm considered the senior citizen in the horror cosplay community. That should be quite fair. So um, <laughs> I think your Harleys are great. I like when yeah. people... You're welcome. I like when people take their own little twist on And isn't things. that the point of cosplaying? Like, yeah. yeah. Make your own twist on a fake character. These aren't real people. So yeah. yep. how about everybody calm the fuck down? Yeah. And, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <for, as laughs> like, my thoughts exactly. <laughs> for my Jasons, like... You know, my part seven, my part eight are pretty much screen accurate um, to a T. But like my part three, my part four, the, the shirts and the pants aren't screen accurate, but I like the way it looks. You know, yeah. so and the horror community, like I, I am a big comic fan. That's my second thing to horror. I've never actually been to a comic convention. Um, I've been to like free comic book day that my friends would put on. Um because they own a store in a, in a mall down in South Jersey. So I I always wanted to do a comic cosplay. And I was going to do like I was so close to doing Stephen Amell's Green Arrow from Arrow. But I was just real nervous. And then I was thinking about doing The Punisher. But then I was just like, I just know how some people can be, you know, like what you were saying. That's why I stuck to hard. It's, it's, it's just easier. Um, but... I'm I'm just I know I've heard stories of how people can be not only in the comic cosplay but Star Wars cosplay. As oh well. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not into Star Wars, but I can totally see that happening. I will share though. I also have done uh, Sylvie from the Loki series. Oh, nice! I think and... I saw a picture of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. and. I had a little, it's just for fun. You know, I did like vice president Sylvie. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Just, just as a comfy cosplay to throw together. And it's just, it's just for fun. That's what did you get a little stuffed be. alligator too. I did. That's actually yeah. what I was about to say. So like I have a stuffed alligator, but I didn't have a crown for him. And okay. I just, I didn't have time to like make one or find one online. So I just carried him around. Like who cares? It's just, yeah, a little I, that was out. like out of the, to me, like the first season Loki was a little slow, but that, yeah. epi that episode, where it was all the different Lokis that alligator stole the episode best, best one but yeah. I'd like to I'd like to say I actually got ripped apart for not having my alligator not having a Loki mm. crown or helmet on its head so I was just Marvel and I think Star Wars are probably the hardest like niches in the yeah. cosplay community yeah. I mean I haven't experienced it in Star Wars but 
I believe it. So. Mm -hmm. um, I I was putting together, it was a few years ago when it was May 4th. Um, I was, as you know, May the 4th be with you. Well, Free Comic Book Day was on a Saturday because it's always the first Saturday in May and it coincided with May the 4th. So my friends, you know, had the comic book store at the mall. So a guy that I worked with at the nonprofit I worked at, he wanted to raise money and try to build... the largest gathering of star Wars cosplayers in one setting. The record is, I think like it was like a little over 800 people. Um, and we, he wanted to get in this Guinness book of world records. So when he contacted Guinness to get into Guinness, you have to pay Guinness, which is, I think is ridiculous. Yes. So, but it has to be screen accurate from head to toe. So you, you have to make sure you have like the right shoes on. And I was on vacation of all places in St. I'm going to say St. Thomas. One of the original designers of Yoda lives in St. Thomas and has a museum. And I was telling him about that. And he's like, they're ridiculous. Even in the movies, they weren't 100% accurate. Like they were wearing sneakers, you know, so, but While we didn't break the record, we, we finally got Guinness to like kind of tweak it a little bit for us because it was for charity. So while we didn't have the world record, we broke the Hamilton Mall's record. Well, there you <laughs> go. That's something. and, and we had like 50 people and we raised <laughs> money for Special Olympics. That's So, awesome. um, so with being a female cosplayer on social media, do you... get like the unnecessary messages from people. Yes, actually. Um, so I'm going to try to like kind of form like this all together to fit into Mm Oh my gosh.
then since that wasn't enough, um, he hit up my professional email that I use for like, um, like sponsorships and such business deals. Um, he found my professional email on Instagram and started spamming that as well. And I've had this actually happen again recently. And, you know, the simplest solution would be, we'll take down your business email. Well, no, I'm not going to let men who make me uncomfortable ruin opportunities for me since they don't understand, you know, boundaries and such. Um, but yeah, those are just a couple. I feel like I have another with social media. Um, no, I guess that's it for social media. But I do have a lot of like in-person that's what I was just going to well. bring up. So how, how do you, what, how, if you want to give us some insight into the in-person and how you deal with it and more so often, how does your boyfriend deal with it too? Um, great question. I actually kind of want to melt like social media and in person now mm -hmm. that I just like read something on my bullet point. Um, I also want to add for the social media side of things. Um, I do have a Patreon and I'm not trying to like self promo or anything. No, I'm you can do that. It's your free. show. Oh, okay. <laughs> But I do have a Patreon and um, some men and, you know, it's not like something that I have concrete evidence of, but I feel like a lot of the time men see Patreon and like subscription based, like support this artist. They kind of see it also as something that is, let's just say you pay to see more. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of, a handful of men have subscribed to my Patreon to and expecting to see more. And like I said, um, I fully support sex workers and, you know, any, any person who has an only fans, but um, it's just not stuff that I create and that I'm comfortable to do. And I feel like a lot of the time um, men tend to sign up seeing, wanting to see more. And I think sometimes too, they believe that, you know, that they're paying you, that they have some kind of like power over you or like it develops some sort of parasocial relationship. Um, but more of like in-person things and it does still kind of melt into like uh, social media. Um, a lot of the time interacting with members of the opposite sex, I feel like sometimes you're not taken seriously I've run into situations where I've had men belittle me. Um, some of these situations where it's reducing down my cosplay and make us make up artistry as ways to attract the opposite sex. And I will admit like a lot of like videos, photos I make are sultry, but they're never, the goal of them is to never attract anyone. Um, I feel like a lot of the time when I create anything and I act that way, it's just me claiming my power and owning my, womanhood so it's a confidence like power move um absolutely um another in-person situation that i've had um so it kind of ties into what i was saying earlier and why sometimes i get anxious when i go to conventions um and it also ties into with my boyfriend as well um so i do get high anxiety sometimes when i get approached by anyone um, or if they're going to start like a conversation with me. And a lot of the time I'm worried it's going to be an inappropriate conversation because those kind of moments, you, they definitely throw you off guard and you don't know like how to, what to say or how to react in such a spot on moment. But um, 
I actually have a little bit of anxiety when people approach me because I've had, um, I was at a convention and I was doing Madame Red from Black Butler and the outfit that I was wearing was a full, big Victorian ball gown. And I was on the way to like the formal dance and a drunk guy comes up to me and I don't know what was going on. And he bends down and lifts my dress up and exposes uh, everything. And mm. my boyfriend was just behind me and he takes the guy and like holds him by the shirt and he goes, don't you ever fucking do that again. And that's kind of the reason why I get anxiety because I'm afraid somebody is going to say or do something inappropriate such as that. Um, I also had a weird situation where like it was a mutual kind of that I knew from a local convention and we were just like chatting and catching up and he was asking me how I was doing. I'm like, Oh, I'm a little dehydrated. It's hot in here. It was like a convention in the middle of the summer. And like the situation that he put me in, it was weird. Like he was trying to tell me to stay here and like, he was trying to get me to stay and like, where I was and he was going to go get me like water or something. And I'm like, I don't like, there's something about the situation that doesn't feel right to me. It was like his tone. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to take water from a guy that I don't know like what he's doing to it. And it's just, it was just like a bad gut feeling. So like I left, mm -hmm. I just up and left. And um, I texted one of my friends and they were doing a photo shoot just outside. I'm like, Hey, can I like, hang out with you because this situation doesn't feel right and I was right in that because after like I left I was kind of like hiding behind a tree <laughs> and uh the guy literally like runs out of the building and just does like one of those like looks like looking for me and then um so this was at Colossal Con and we go to the outdoor like um outdoor water park area and we're just kind of walking around looking at stuff the guy literally finds me and he's calling my name, running to me, running to me like he's panicking. And I thankfully, you know, my friends were around me. I'm like, oh, hey. And he's like, hi. And it was just really scary. Like there was right. just something really, really off about it. Um, But I think that's mostly it for like a lot of the in-person experiences that okay. I've uh, dealt with. But, you know, it's really frustrating because and I hope this ties into like stuff with my boyfriend. It's frustrating because I don't feel comfortable going to a lot of places by myself, like even just outside of conventions. And my boyfriend, I mean, handles them very well. And I feel like, you know, I dodge a lot of bullets and I hate to say that, you know, when he's there. So he definitely, I feel like handles it very well. And he's actually just as frustrated as um, I am when it comes to dealing with a lot of stuff like this. So, um, yeah, there it's just, it's a lot. It is a lot to be a woman in cosplay. And yeah. I feel like a lot of these in-person experiences have kind of shaped and molded, like, how I feel in a lot of uh, convention atmospheres. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. See, it's a why. it's a lot. I'm sorry. It's a lot, and but no, 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 no. Don't be sorry. This is why uh, we wanted to to do this. We wanted to put it out there. Yeah. What the women go through, and it's just yeah. not fair. Um, but let's change topics and let's get back to your Harley Quinn um cosplays. Uh, so what was your introduction to Harley Quinn? I was four years old, and it was a Saturday morning, and I was flipping through um 
Cartoon Network and the animated series for Batman was on. And it was the episode where like Harley, it was something with Harley and Poison Ivy. And like Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, Harley and Poison Ivy, or excuse me, Poison Ivy and Catwoman were like my two favorites. And when I met Harley, everything changed. So that was my first introduction to Harley. Okay. Yeah, that's that's how a lot of us got introduced was through the animated series. And me, I I was introduced during its first run because I'm old. So, uh, but yeah, I I, I think uh, a lot of girls that I've met like the jester look of Harley for their yeah. cosplays. There was one. There was one um, young lady I met at the pre book day and she was really good like she had the voice down of the animated harley and she had like the oversized mallet that she I would bring that. yeah um so i guess we'll, we'll tie it into um let's see we'll tie like questions 10 and 11 together so out of all your harley cosplays um do you have a favorite look from like the animated all the way up to like we'll say the video games and the newest Suicide Squad movies with Margaret Robbie. Do you have a favorite look that you like and do a lot? Some of my favorites, I would say I do love wearing the classic suit a lot. It's very comfy. And I've always liked um, my play on the 2016 uh, Suicide Squad. But actually... I have way more fun when it comes to just designing like my own looks for Harley. Okay. And I've actually, I guess like one of my other favorites, it's so hard to pinpoint it, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause I have so many favorites, but I also really like, um, I really like the nightclub dress from the 2016 movie too. Um, there's something that like just kind of makes me feel powerful wearing that dress and i feel like i'm owning my womanhood when i'm wearing that dress right right. um i'm kind of all over the place with this but um i I, but one of my like my other favorites like to do is just design my own looks for and um there's actually a lot of fan art all over the internet of what harley would look like if she was in um the nolan trilogy like oh okay everything i haven't seen i haven't come across that okay there's a lot go ahead sorry i'm sorry do you think her character do you think she could be in the nolan universe like do you think they missed out on that they absolutely missed out on that actually a little tidbit fact is uh there was a rumor going around that Brittany Murphy was supposed to play Harley Quinn and um well unfortunately we didn't get that so I could I could see her I could definitely see Brittany Murphy doing Harley Quinn. She was such a great actress. She was. Um, if you, there's a clip of her in since in, in a Sin City movie that okay. really sells it for me. So I think she would have been great. I think Harley would have been amazing in the Dark Knight trilogy. I think you know, there it would just be the right amount of like zaniness and darkness. I think. Yeah. Now, what did you think of Margaret Robbie's portrayal? I think she was born to play Harley. Yeah, maybe yeah. not in like the dark gritty aspect that I wanted to see Brittany Murphy, but I think she's perfect. I think yeah, I think she was the best thing out of the Suicide Squad, the mm-hmm. the first movie at least. You know, yeah, because that movie was just any DC movie like that's not Nolan, like the newer DC is mm-hmm. to me is pure crap. Except for I love Henry Cavill's Superman. I'm one of the few that like Batman versus Superman. If you watch the <laughs> director's cut, the Snyder's Justice League was great. 
you know, the first Aquaman I love. Don't have any. Don't feel like seeing like the the newest one. Yeah. DC's just DC out of Marvel is my favorite, mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting for a decent DC movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, um, I was going to say I really enjoyed the the 2022 Batman movie with a uh, Robert. Pattinson oh, that was Batman. great. I was a little that was fantastic. I was a little apprehensive because we all know Pattinson from Twilight. Mm-hmm. But that movie overall was hey, just. Great. He was in Harry Potter too. Let's relax. Well, I like them. Shiny vampires. I like them in Harry Potter. Okay. I didn't like. I don't like shiny vampires. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Yeah, the werewolves were cool though, or the wolves in Twilight, but not the shiny vampires. Never watched Twilight. <sighs> See, my thing with Twilight is that, you know, when I was a teenager, I really enjoyed it, but now I kind of quote it because I recognize that it's kind of campy. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of like a meme almost to me, but when I heard Robert Pattinson was going to be Batman, I knew he was going to be great. I think he was. I think he, he was. was yeah, he's. Role. Yeah, I don't. I'm still trying to get used to his Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's. I don't know. He just. I mean, obviously, it's like Batman Year One. So yeah, I just can't see. <laughs> he just didn't have the look of the millionaire playboy at that time. You know. Yeah, but, I think it's mostly just because it was Batman Year One. Um. And the fact that he was Batman, like almost throughout the whole movie, I loved. Yeah, absolutely. Which was great. And Cat, uh, Zoe Kravis was great as Catwoman. Obviously, Paul Dano as the Riddler and Colin Farrell as the Penguin. He was Um, iconic as the Penguin. (laughs) Yeah. Now, Birds of Prey. What'd you think of that movie? So, Birds of Prey, I actually have a personal connection with. I think you know, it's not wasn't as bad as everyone claimed it to be. I feel like it was a movie that you know was for women Mm -hmm. um i do kind of like side eye the message it kind of sent out like you know like i don't know it kind of felt like the way that i am is i like to see like men and women and you know everybody in between as equal i don't like movies where you kind of like mess with the score a little bit but i Mm -hmm. definitely feel like it was a movie an action movie made for women and at the time i felt like i really needed a movie about um when it came out about claiming your independence and everything so Mm -hmm. it's it it was a movie that really hit home for me i loved the action scenes in it so i i think it was great okay um and then one more thing with harley before we uh we're getting closer to the end are you excited for joker 2 with lady gaga as harley so I had mixed I had mixed feelings and it's actually really funny because Lady Gaga I consider as one of my heroes and you know Harley Quinn's my favorite character mm-hmm. so you'd think I would be ecstatic about it but I actually had a lot of mixed feelings about it I I felt like it was possibly you know messing with um, a masterpiece I was worried that like I don't know I just I was pretty apprehensive but after seeing like on set photos and everything and little Little sneak peeks of, you know, behind the scenes and little spoilers here I, and there. I just don't think it's going to live up to how great Joker was. Yeah. It's not I'm, going to. They know it no. can, so they're doing yeah. it for twist. And, and yeah. after what she did in the hotel, I'm super excited to see her as Harley Quinn. The hotel? What? Oh, oh they... I don't know American why you story. hate that. Dude, I she was just, awesome in it. She was good. I just didn't like that at se- uh, that season. Oh um I'm yeah, I I definitely think she'll do great as Harley Quinzel. It's just the Harley Quinn. Uh I mean, 
looking at her music, obviously she can pull off all types of different characters. Um, I'm just like, do why a musical? It, because he's cracked, obviously. So I'm I'm wondering if the musical. I hope it's not a musical throughout the whole. I hope it's just like different scenes, and I'm thinking I, maybe his subconscious, maybe. That's what I was thinking. I think it's going to be like a lot of like dream, like conscious, like sequences. I don't think it's going to be throughout the whole movie. I feel like we should take like that whole like fact and with like a grain of salt. Yeah. My one concern though is like, you know, as much as I love Gaga, I do have, you know, some criticisms about her work. You know, I don't really support her blindly is I'm a little bit worried that it's going to be a little too camp for me because joke this universe, you know, Margot Robbie camp, but it works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. It's a little more gritty. It's a mm -hmm. little more, and I like that. I love yeah. that. I love the realness and gritty. And I just really hope she follows with that and doesn't do the expected because I'm worried that she's going to take it and run with it like Jared Leto did without fully understanding the character and only taking the oh. very obvious bits yeah. and amplifying them. I kind of like need it. <laughs> we all His... do. Oh. <laughs> Jared probably liked it, didn't you, Jared? It didn't bother me. It was like uh, the Joker was real life. I mean, in his time, Joker was not real life, dude, dude. Heath Ledger's wasn't real life. Their letters nah, was he, more. He's tattooed. I actually disagree. No, nah, I think I think, he, I think I, Heath Ledger's is more real than Jared Leto's. Jared Leto is like he, he looked like a character. If you're walking like the Heath, street yeah. in a gang, you're not going to see uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. You're going to see Jared Leto's Joker. So yeah. to me, it I was think, a different take. I think it's a it just depends on the gang, honestly. Yeah, but at least they made him look better in the uh, uh, what was it, Batman versus Superman, um, director's cut. They made he him, did, yeah. yeah, he looked better yeah. there, but so god awful though. Um, now do you think the Joaquin Phoenix Joker could be in Robert Pattinson's universe? No, no, I don't think so. I think it's a completely different universe, and that's why I like it. I like I like the fact that it's, you know, more focused on, you know, uh, Joker himself, and it's more, like, in a real-life kind of aspect mm -hmm. sort of thing. Like, I mean, as real as it gets for, like, a comic book movie. But I definitely think, you know, um, excuse me if I'm saying his name wrong, I think it's very key again. Uh, he's uh, been hinted the, at being yes. the Joker. So I yeah. think he fits that world. So the way that I see it is that they all have like their different universes and timelines and they I think they're like, fine by themselves. Yeah. Whenever we get the follow up to the Batman, I don't want it to be the villain of the Joker. I feel like yeah. they've used him so many use someone that yes. hasn't been used. Like the Riddler. I mean, mm -hmm. that was a and that was a great interpretation of the Riddler. Totally yes. what opposite i mean i would even be happy if there was a mr freeze even though like it Me wouldn't too. really fit in that dynamic you know? i actually heard a rumor <laughs> that since gotham flooded that would be a perfect like they were thinking about introducing uh okay. mr freeze because you know ice would be everywhere after that yeah um all right so to close up the comics can you do a Harley impersonation i cannot i'm sorry oh, i cannot okay. i used to be able to do it but i i'm I cannot do it anymore. I used now, to be when you're when you're in costume with your boyfriend, do you call him Mr. J? Sometimes. Yeah. Or I just Put call in. him by his name. But sometimes okay. it just it just depends how we're feeling for the day. Like there's some days where I do act a little in character, but 
I always preface this. It's like cosplayers aren't always actors, actresses. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. they're just yeah. doing what they're doing to show off their craft. But right. I appreciate you asking. I, yeah. I really did used to be able to do it, but uh, it's too early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a problem. So we already <laughs> talked about um, photography. We got just like a couple more questions. So I want to go back into horror. These just came to my mind. All right. So we talked about Friday the 13th. So let's talk about Nightmare Elm Street. What's your favite and least favorite Nightmare on Elm Street? So you're going to hate me for this, but as I've said, I well, Jared will, very, I want, so. I'm very slow when it comes to, uh, you said Nightmare on Elm Street. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the first one's my favorite. Mm -hmm. I've only gotten to two. There's so many movies and series that I want to get to, but to be honest with you, video games take up a lot of my time. So. Yeah. And we can talk about that towards the end. Um, yeah, but so it, it's Halloween time. Mm -hmm. Obviously we like to watch horror movies. What are your go-to during the season? Uh, usually depends on how I'm feeling. Um, let's see. Let me think. So, of course, Friday the 13th. I really love, actually, around that time of year. It's kind of funny. I really love Sleepy Hollow, Tim, Bur okay. Tim yeah. Burton's. That's yeah. actually one that I love when, you know, fall starts to mm -hmm. come around. Um, what else? This is one of those questions where, like, you have so many that you want to say and you can't think of it on the spot. That's fine. But, if they come yeah. back to you, yeah. So uh, we'll go back into the questions. You can do 14, Jared. What advice would you love to give women who are thinking about cosplaying? Go for it. Go for it and don't let anything hold you back. And don't be afraid of, like, any criticisms. For me, cosplay was a... I guess a revival because I had to like like I said I had to walk away from something that I really cared about and I it was just a brand new creative outlet so I would say just go into it be fearless do whatever you want um don't be afraid to break some rules if you want to and have fun with it um and just you know if you want to put out like original like costumes and looks go for it because you know by the end of the day you know, this is supposed to be fun and um, sorry, the brain fog is starting to hit me. <laughs> um, just go for it. Mm -hmm. Completely fearless is all I have to say. Um, so let's talk about your, because this is goes into our last question about where the viewers and listeners can find you. So you mentioned streaming on Twitch you're a video game streamer. What uh, video games do you like to play on Twitch or just in general? It's a variety. Right now, I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3. Um, we're also playing quite a bit of Pal World, um, being that it is quite a controversy. But it's fun. It works. Um, I play a lot of Dead by Daylight. I like to play cozy games on Sundays, which I'm doing tonight. Um, yeah, just a variety of stuff, of stuff that I like to play. And I also do makeup streams. Um, where I just sit and talk and just do my makeup. So out of all your, so are these different channels for one for gaming, one for makeup? Uh-uh. Nope. It's all, all on, on one. Yeah. Okay. And where can the uh, viewers and listeners find your, what's your name on Twitch? Um, same thing. Lipstick and roses. Just let okay. me make sure that the URL is the same. There's some like platforms where I have more than one S than the other. Cause I guess some people somehow have the same name but um yep it's just lipstick and roses um i'll spell it out too l-i-p-s-t-i-c-k-n-r-o-s-e-s -E on twitch 
Okay. So um when you play Dead by Daylight, do you like playing like this I I never played it, so the killer or do you play like one of the victims? Like which do you prefer playing? To be punny, I actually kill it as a killer. Oh But yeah. <laughs> if I'm playing with when I'm playing with friends, I usually like to go for survivor, but I'm actually really good at playing uh Tiffany um from Chucky as Oh, a killer they had Tiffany right in now. there? Yep, they added Oh, well I didn't know that. They just added Chucky and Tiffany's a skin that you can buy, but Okay. you know, I ha I had to get my girl. I also I'm really good at um playing Alien as well. That's also a really That's good killer weird to play. that they have the alien in there. I mean, Mhm. Mm I, I mean, any other recent additions? I did hear about the alien, but I didn't know about Chucky and Tiffany. Any any other recent additions they had? can't think of anything else right now but those are just a couple Did you play Friday the 13th when that came out? absolutely And uh I I was horrible at it, you know. That's my first time playing online cuz I'm I'm not an online gamer. I just like to play story missions. But, yeah you know, obviously I backed that game so I had to get it like the day it came out and of course there was bugs galore, but oh yeah I'm I'm I met a lot of great people playing, you know. And I got off right when the physical copy came out and all the little kids started playing and just ruined it, you know. Like they Yeah. were upset when you were killing them. Um, I was okay as a counselor, but I was horrible as Jason, you know. So, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. I I didn't do very well as Jason either, so I don't feel bad. Yeah. See, I actually did very well as a counselor, but um, it was a great game. I think they're going to be shutting down the servers here soon, or yeah. oh, they're they already already. have. I think December thirty first was when they shut it down. But you still play solo, um, Yeah. which I preferred anyway. But a lot of people were pissed off because. They maxed you out. So, you know, um, now supposedly like gun, like obviously lost the license and the rights because um, they said they tried to reapply, but they couldn't because supposedly there's a new Friday the 13th game um, in development, which I hope they do some type of a story. Uh, I'm waiting for, you know, they did it with Friday the 13th. I'm waiting for uh, it'd be cool to do a Nightmare on Elm Street one. I mean, Oh, could you yeah. imagine the fun stuff you could do in the dream world? Absolutely. I was just thinking, like, it could be very much, like, similar to uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game, which I haven't played, but I have watched a lot of people play it. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited with all, like, these horror games coming out. Yeah, Absolutely. they're 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 getting I love. am too, but I want them to use it the way Star Wars uses it. Tell more stories. Like, Yeah, the multiplayer is that's fine. a good idea. It's not that big. You can do both. Have the multiplayer dead because... Texas Chainsaw, let's be honest, it's a Dead by Daylight ripoff. It's just different skins, different Yeah. abilities, same shit. Build stories. Like, you could take Jason, make make a real part 10. You know what I mean? You could Yeah. take Freddy, continue on with the, you know, Nancy's kids or something. Star Wars grew their story with video games. Horror could do the fucking same. Yeah, but Absolutely. when it comes... My thing is, how much can you do in a horror game... As much as you Uh... want. Yeah, but what, what I guess you could do, I mean, it's obviously we could do a fantastic nightmare on Elm Street with the dream world. There'll be all types of enemies coming at you. But like in a Halloween or Friday the 13th, how much can you do without before getting bored, though, Halloween you know? made 17 movies, so we can <laughs> continue the story a little bit. yeah. Now, let's say they made a nightmare on Elm Street video game, Jared, and it was based off of the dream warriors, like a continuation of that. Which Jim Warrior would you want to play? 
definitely not fucking will um <laughs> <laughs> come on he could be like mobile in his wheelchair you know Fuck will it would probably be either <laughs> probably kincaid or nancy that'd be great if in kincaid like you hit a button you know how like in wrestling games where you hit a button and it's like a taunt you hit a button kincaid like says something funny or whatever so kincaid or nancy i mean yeah i would go definitely with kincaid or maybe uh terry was it terry yeah, Terry, yeah. right? Yeah, the beautiful and bad. Yep. All right. So, um, all right. So, Olivia, so other than um Twitch, where else can we find you online? Okay. So I am also on Instagram. Um, same handle, lipstick and roses. Let me just pull that up really quick. Um that one is spelt the same, but with two S's. Uh, we are also on Twitter. Or X now, right? Oh, X it's now. Twitter. I still call it Twitter to X me. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, same, same handle there. It's with two S's. And I'm actually more on uh, YouTube now. Um, I upload like a lot of shorts. And I'm starting to upload more of like uh, my gaming streams. Um, so if anybody like misses them, they can watch them there. So that would be um, Lipstick and Roses with two S's. And we're also on TikTok, too. I have a lot. <laughs> One moment. Sorry. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, so we're also on uh, TikTok. That one has three S's because somehow there's already two accounts with that name. So those are just um, quite a bit of the social media platforms that you can find me on. Very nice. All right. Uh, Jared, do you have any final questions? No. Okay. Well, we thank you for coming on. I know it's been a couple of reschedules and everything. That's uh, fine. Because Jared, you know, he can't get his shit together. <laughs> so. Listen, fucker. I've been to Virginia <laughs> twice this week in a car, so I have like 32 hours behind the wheel this week, and it ain't my fault. Screw this job. Yeah. <laughs> Jared's had enough of your shit. I know. <laughs> did you, Brian, did you watch the last whole damn enchilada when they were just talking horror shit? No, I did not, know. Kane Hodder is charging $160 for the pro photo op, so I told him I was going to throw you in some fucking stilts, and we'll charge 100 <laughs> uh, Well, and Jay Harkon, it's 150 It's, it's getting out well, of hand. Well, we need the well, strike. Here's the thing. In, co in costume, it's 150 100 out of costume. But why? It's a two-second picture. Well, you know, you, but you know why? Because people fucking pay it. So if we oh, stop well, paying it, prices will drop immediately. Well, I have to <laughs> I have to buy my photo for this one because I want to be in costume with him. And back before we had to shut down, I had bought a photo op uh, with him, you know, so it's a, and now probably my last photo op of that price. Which one are you doing for the photo op? Well, He's going to be in Manhattan, and I'm hoping to have my. <laughs> so you're not doing then. a you're not doing a cane one. I'm doing a well, yeah, but it's not uh, a theatrical one. Gotcha. I'll tell you when we stop recording, Olivia, which one I'm doing. So um, it's just uh, I'm uh, Jim's not feeling too good right now, so he hasn't been working on it. So I'm not holding that against him. But oh no. 
Yeah, but if if all else fails, that's the one I'm going with. Okay. So yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thank you again for so much for coming on. It's been a really You're good welcome. conversation. I'm happy. It's mm-hmm. fun. Sorry it's so yeah. damn early in the morning. Oh, that's okay. Guys, this has been the Horror Ship Podcast. All our links will be in the description at the end of uh, at the bottom of this video. And we will see you next Monday. Bye. It's Halloween Hunt 365 Productions.